Welcome once again to Not Playing with Lex and Dan, the only podcast you're listening to at this exact moment. He's Dan Morin. And he's Lex Friedman. And this is Not Playing with Lex. Wait, no, we already did that. <laughs> and this isn't The Rebound. I don't know. <laughs> so the, This season, as you may recall, we are watching football movies. We're forcing Dan to watch football movies. Dan, neither a lover of football nor, <laughs> nor movies? movies. I don't know where I was going. <laughs> uh, nor me. But uh, no, I... All of these movies I would say that I'm showing Dan, I like. I'm showing Dan football movies I like. I feel like there is an asterisk coming here. (laughs) I haven't seen this movie except for the first time I saw it. And I recall loving it, but I know it is one of those very dumb slapstick movies. So I'm curious, what do you know of Necessary Roughness? What are your feelings? what What do you have? I know basically, so I, you know, uh, I, I don't necessarily always spend as much time as you do in your, your research and your preparations, but I think it, <laughs> I only it helped do it that, by thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, thinking it's a lot of work. I, I gotta be honest. Like I don't, I don't really know anything about this movie. Maybe I, I saw some things when I, it actually came out and I have just forgotten them and they will come back to me. I don't know. Um, but I know from last week that you told me that Sinbad is in it. Sinbad, yes. a celebrity who, if I have not met, I have been in the same room with, <laughs> and you mentioned another name, and I've forgot. Oh, Kathy Ireland is in this. That's that's exactly right. Yes, Kathy Ireland. You know, there are some um, people who have crossed over from the world of modeling <laughs> to the world of acting, and done you know really great jobs. My impression, from what I recall, is Kathy Ireland is not one of those people. <laughs> I think when you finish this movie, you'll be like, oh, that's why Kathy Ireland didn't keep acting. Uh, <laughs> now, I will I say, I, and I liked Kathy Ireland. I, I was a fan okay. in my teenage years, as many of us were in that age. Oh, for sure. And I know that you and I have watched some, I guess what I would call stupid or slapstick comedies before, and I can't, I, I can't exactly recall your opinion on them. And I didn't listen to our old episodes well, to find out. How do you feel about the, like, this is not that, but how do you feel about the, the, the airplane style movies the the pure oh i love i love airplane okay airplane that's good like if you cross over to that level of ridiculousness i'm totally fine with it like i like the absurdity especially if it's clever absurdity i think where i have problems are ones where it feels like cheap and lazy (laughs) so i mean the movie that i'm guessing this compares the most to that's a movie i have seen is major league I don't know if you've ever seen Major League. I, I've I've definitely seen Major League Two, which I won tickets oh, to well, on sure. a radio contest. I don't know if I saw the original Major League. Man, I was about to say they couldn't give those away, and I realized, well, they, I guess they could. <laughs> they literally did. Um, I, I like I said, I don't remember. You know, I, now that I say that, I, only see, I think I've seen this twice. I think I saw it in the theater and then rented it because I liked it so much the first time. So, I mean, as a kid, I loved this movie. I was eleven or twelve, I'm guessing, when I saw it. It and, Came out in ninety one. Yeah, what what year it came out in the early nineties? Ninety one. All right, so that's the same year as Major League, I think, which is 90 or 91, somewhere in there. So perhaps inspire, one inspired the other, or perhaps very similar, you know, production decisions that went into that. Like, I like, again, I like slapstick when done well. I think where it gets me is where it gets, like, cheap, lazy, and crude. Like, those are the things that yeah. don't, I, I just doesn't, I don't find it funny. Now, this movie has a, a truly, actually, an, uh, an all-star cast, and I think you will recognize many actors I did in see it. a name when I clicked on it, because I couldn't Who, avoid it. Who did you it. see? I saw Scott, Scott Bakula. 
and he is one of several named actors in this film. Like there are some <laughs> that have names. names in this movie. Yes. yes. Do you get the joke of the movie's title? So unnecessary roughness is, as I understand it, a football penalty. Correct. Yes. Yes. So this is a pun on that penalty. So That's necessary you... roughness would be hilarious yeah. because you you're necessarily <laughs> roughing up someone. <laughs> exactly. Oh, what could be better? Good jokes. So you know pretty much nothing other than what I told you and what you've seen, and I don't. know It seems like you don't remember, but I actually told you that an actor who we saw already oh the guy from uh from last week from any give some sunday whose name i've forgotten yes. but who also played butterfinger right. in hudson hawk exactly that enormous dude is in this yeah. movie well it makes uh, sense andrew brinyarski brinyarski like yeah. okay yeah so uh okay i mean he's got some comic chops hudson hawk was also around this time so he was yeah i guess he was getting some good work in the 90s that was boom time for him yeah yeah uh all right well i'm excited to watch this movie with you i i this is the one I can. I think the only reason I'm preempting it, the asterisk you detected in my voice earlier, is just it's been so long. It's been so long, and I have no idea how well this holds up. My guess is it could be funny. It's dangerous, right? Like, I'm going to be honest with you, Lex, the other day, uh, or not the other day, just, just today, actually, we were watching a uh, stand-up comedy special from 2012. Which is not that long And the ago. number of things in there that felt dated... <laughs> We're high. Yeah, the, well, the guy's opening riff was, you remember, you know how you shake hands with everybody all the time? <laughs> Actually, he does have a bit about how, like, you don't want to go out and, and, like, canceling plans is great. And it's like, mm, it's not really an issue for me anymore. <laughs> well, Dan, uh, this is the time when we do that spiel. Yeah, I was going to say, Lex, I, w- I would love to watch this not only with you, but with, say, I don't know, a hundred of our closest fans. Is that possible? That sounds great. Can we make that happen? Uh, I don't know if a hundred is possible. <laughs> technologically we can do it we simply do not have that many fans <laughs> yeah i also don't know that zoom could handle it but that's probably well i i've heard some impressive things but i will say we could give it a try and if you want to be part of watching this movie along with us not live we're sorry we're recording now when we called you but you're not here uh so yeah. you can watch it later but you can hear our commentary as we watch the movie in order to do that, all you need to do is become a member of The Incomparable. And let me tell you, not only do you get these awesome commentary tracks from not playing, but you get a whole bunch of other stuff for becoming a member of The Incomparable. You get commentary tracks for other movies that some of The Incomparable folks have done, including Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star Wars, Back to the Future. Uh, you get access to exclusive Total Party Kill games, including a Star Trek role-playing game and a bonus session of Dragon Forge and Associates. You get access to the new Total Party Kill campaign that we're recording now, which has a lot of uh, members-only links for live streams, plus immediate access to all of our bootlegs, which are basically the unedited raw files. You know, it's it's really good when it's raw. You don't want to over Raw. Raw. Plus, a whole lot more. Uh, there's a Slack community where Incomparable members hang out. Uh, there are uh, extra episodes for shows like Erp Chirp and a bunch of other stuff. I mean, it's just, it's an embarrassment of riches. Frankly, it's embarrassing. And it comes for a variety of prices, starting at just $5 a month, all the way up to $20 a month. And there's, uh, you know, some, some differences in those plans. You get some extra perks, get some extra surprises along with them. And all you need to do is go to theincomparable.com slash members to sign up. Uh, and then you can even choose which shows your money goes towards. And you could select not playing with Lex and Dan. Cough, not playing like cough. Those guys. That's mm-hmm. us. It's great. Now, if you are going to watch along or you're going to watch before you listen to the rest of the podcast, uh, I want to recommend that you go to Amazon Prime and look carefully because it is, as we speak at least, 
it is available included with Amazon Prime Streaming. You can also find it for purchase on Amazon to watch <laughs> streaming Don't instead. Don't feel necessary to do that. But it's included with your Amazon Prime subscription. So good luck and try to find that. Hey, Dan, if I'm not mistaken, you, my good friend, have now seen... I don't know if you are mistaken, but you are probably not mistaken. You have now seen Necessary Roughness. That's true. I can't deny it. What'd you think? It was not bad, honestly. (laughs) Surprised as I am to say that. It's it's a movie. It it held up okay, I gather. What was your feeling? Because you'd seen it, but not in a long time. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was it was just a straight comedy. I mean, right. it, sometimes it was a, a slapstick comedy, but I thought of it as like a I thought it was like a Hot Shots airplane style comedy. Right, it was it's just, not that ridiculous. No, it, you were you were actually closer in comparing it to Major League. I even Major um, League is dumber in some points, but it does yes. feel very very similar uh, in tone for sure. Yeah, you know, the the reviews of this movie all talked about how it was super predictable and a sure. cliched plot. Yeah, but I feel like. But, you know, Roger Ebert at the time was like, but it's, you know, it's also funny. Yeah. Like, it's a formulaic funny movie, and I think that's exactly what it is. And it's, it's of its age, for certain. And I, you know, even with that, I expected it to be much worse in terms of how dated <laughs> it was. Yeah. There are legitimately funny bits that hold up a lot without having, you know, and, like, I think the worry always going back to, like, a movie from the 80s or 90s is that there's stuff that's just going to seem so out of touch and, like... Yeah tasteless you know based on um, right right i mean it doesn't even have to be woke but just like the fact that you're like you know uh, this is this is just not we 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 know better now right like you know and probably knew better then but uh we just did not exercise that um i don't think this is actually that bad in that regard honestly like there's a little bit here and there that's clearly out of date but uh more than anything most of the i would agree most of the humor tends to be either just dialogue or like dialogue you know straight up jokes or uh like situational humor or physical like slapstick humor all of which fine like i i have no problem with any of those things and i think they're they're some of them are very well executed i think i don't know why like and I, it kind of verges on the slightly uncomfortable but it doesn't quite go over that line i think with the the samurai character beating everybody up like yes it's hilarious. I have to say, it's great physical comedy. <laughs> and uh, honestly, the, and the following moment with the referee—that's a totally—that's a joke good. that feels like it's almost of a different movie in a way. Yeah, it's <laughs> a little like, too smart for this movie. <sighs> right, right. Uh, Elon contact, and he starts naming the martial arts moves that the guy did, and then swears and says, "Forget it," because yeah. he's tired of listing them all. And that's like a sequence of like you go from that truly slapstick kind of martial arts move just, just to unexpected the referee like totally naming them yeah. all yep. to the referee swearing which also found very funny like it's i do love mixing and matching comedy styles it's hard to pull off sometimes without being jarring right like that's the risk always is that you you run into like uh like sort of whiplash like going from one extreme to the other we talked about um a couple weeks ago we not sort of spurred, spurred by the show we you sent me the snl uh yes. the, uh, dead poet society which which yes, has that uh, and i think yes. funny but for me also does go a little too far afield sometimes for like <laughs> like the comedic whiplash effect but yeah i mean you're right the plot is predictable the plot is it's every it's every 80s movie and frankly it's a lot of football movies right like or sports movies in general right we talked about this at the beginning of the season like sports movies are formulaic you have underdogs 
they fall apart, they lose a bunch, and eventually they win, right? Like, that's been more or less the plot of every movie we've seen this season in differing ways, right? Like, in the case of, like, Rudy, right, like, it was one guy, not so much the team. But, you know, in, uh, certainly in any given Sunday, I feel like that was a big part of it. And in, um, I'm blanking on, uh, on the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but that's fine. That's, that's, that's a sports movie formula. Like, yes, yes. That makes sense. Yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff here. I think there's some, some genuinely good jokes. There's some fun performances. Like I thought. I was a lot more worried about some of the people. Like when you name the cast and you're like, yeah, it's got Kathy Ireland and Sinbad. And it's like, this movie, I feel like this movie is going to be one thing. But honestly, Sinbad's pretty good in this movie. Like, yeah, I would actually say, I think this is an excellent Sinbad performance. I think he's, he's good. He does not overdo it. He's yeah. like, when, he, when it's his moment, he shines and, and hangs back. Yes, exactly. And what I liked about a lot of this movie is that they managed to do a nice job for their era of subverting some tropes right like sinbad is a like teaching astronomy right like he is a like you know if not he's like a a phd student or something right like yep that's not where you expect to go again with the thing with the character of samurai um you know if that character had been asian that would have been very different right like yes 100 percent. and they did not go that way and it's not even really it's just that like 80 it's the 80s 90s martial arts enthusiasm that was such a thing in that era like i remember yes. all the kids i knew like took karate classes i was not allowed to but all the kids i knew took karate classes uh and people got really into it right like we had teenage mutant ninja turtles and all that stuff so like i i don't actually think that's more of a pastiche on the just the culture of the time uh than anything else and so it does a nice job of you know like even even with kathy ireland like kathy ireland's performance notwithstanding mostly the way they treat her is actually pretty good there are a couple scenes right where like i mean the shower scene is certainly not necessary but honestly it's not that bad it's not that bad. right i was worried about how that would go but it's it seems like like, listen they cast a woman who was literally classified as a supermodel right they they cast her because she was a supermodel and i guess a terrific actress nope (laughs) but i actually find that that scene is about respect yeah no i I agree first of all it's filmed respectfully and second of all like he's like everybody get out of here we'll all turn around and i'm gonna block it anyway extra right and and not only that but like that scene is directly preceded by a bunch of you know naked guy butts so yes and we don't even see like a naked lady butt at that point right like so (laughs) these are technical terms we are film experts yeah Uh, they're also anatomically correct terms um, but, yeah. you know, like, again, that could have been shot in a way that was still, like, more um, salacious, uh, and it wasn't really. Yeah. And, yeah, I, if there's anything lacking here, it's, I think, in some ways, it felt like we had a lot of characters we didn't spend quite enough time with. Yes. Like, who are one, very one note. And, like, you know, they're they're gags, so it's fine. Like, the guy you can't catch, right? Like, uh, or mm-hmm. uh, even Jason Bateman's character, like... I feel like a lot of his, uh, it's a lot of storyline for, uh, but it's like in the last, like, like half an hour is like the only point where his storyline comes into play. Like up to that point, you commented at some point, like halfway through the movies, like, has he even had a line yet? Right. Like, and it kind of felt like there was a setup with that character that they sort of transitioned all onto the coaches being like, Oh, you know who that guy is? He's like a rich trust fund kid. Right. Like that's about it. (laughs) 
it does feel like you made the point as we were watching that perhaps rob schneider was like a late addition to the film i can't find anything about it online but you know all of his stuff happens separately and is very much paying tribute to his snl richmeister character but other than that it feels in some way like it's it's two different movies at the same time mm-hmm. and then maybe the rob schneider piece because like it is in some ways a very stupid comedy but in some ways it's it to me feels like it's trying to be a slightly more serious rom-com at the same time like the yeah. scott bacula story is his love story is a legit thing and then there's a moment that never really gets paid off when the character actor we we're talking about larry what's his name larry miller yeah. as the dean when he's um telling uh, the professor that she shouldn't be kissing a student blah 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 he's like just tell me how you feel <laughs> it's, it's like that's Wait, that she seems shows, she totally out of place yeah. yeah yeah no i agree i th- i mean i think part of it is that scott bacula who is perfectly good here um is is somewhat too good for a lot of the rest of the movie in some ways yes. like like you could have had this be a more straight up movie about like a football team that has to come together without being like the over the top comedy parts and like I could see that having worked perfectly, right? Like, that would have been understandable. It's just, I also understand that's a movie that everybody will feel like they've seen a dozen times before. Yep. And so, yeah, I agree with you. There is, like, sometimes, like, a little bit of a tonal, like, mismatch at times. And it does veer into all these other territories without ever really committing to any of them. It also feels like, I mean, this was a relatively short movie, I think, right? It was, like, an hour and a half. It's not long. Yeah, uh, and and it felt like maybe some stuff, like there had been some cutting to get it down to like sort of a slimmer hour and a half, which, you know, totally believable that that happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think this needs to be a two hour movie, but it does feel like it could have benefited from like a few extra minutes here and there to set up some of these characters arcs. If that's something they were interested in doing, I'm not sure that it was right. Like, yeah. and and it does it does seem to go all over the like we had the scene where like the you know the football gets stuck in the guy's helmet, and you know that's like one end of the spectrum. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the other end of the spectrum, I think, for the comedy is Robert Loggia delivering the like he said his last words were win or i'll die like yes, that's, that's a good that line joke. it's a good line i also love earlier in the movie when the football player when they're they're fighting with the other football team at the bar yeah and the guy's like if i wanted a brother i wouldn't have killed my yes again <laughs> a joke that felt like some screenwriter there was like this is edgy but funny yeah and, and it's, it's, it's it, it, it kind of slips by i think i think you're right but it's it's weird like the you know it feels like this movie is almost much smarter than it actually is i don't know like i don't mean to i'm not trying to knock it there but like it's it it does a better job of it than i would have thought frankly (laughs) yep i mean i i don't know it's i didn't i remembered many beats from the movie and as we were watching it other scenes would pop into my head but it's just i mean it's it's not great but it is a perfectly serviceable comedy it made us laugh and uh i actually think that on in a in a move i find impressive it has funny football in it too you and mm. i were talking about that as we watched but there are some scenes like where the defense doesn't know what they're doing and so all four of them go to defend one receiver and he's yeah, like right they're in quadruple coverage here and it was just i don't know i appreciate that this movie is operating on i mean not on many levels like it's deep but on many comedic levels it's really trying to just be funny in whatever ways it can right yeah yeah, you know, yeah. There is no, a story. That's, that's a great point like i think you're right that it's like 
it's just trying to be funny and they kind of throw everything at the wall there. And there is like a, you know, the, the vestige of a plot, but it also feels like a plot lifted from like every other college movie, right? Like we talked about the Dean and how the Dean is, you know, basically like a mustache twirling villain. Like there's a point where he's sticking out from behind a fence and cackling as a bunch of prisoners (laughs) beat up the team. And you're like, we, we have left reality, you know, any (laughs) semblance to reality behind at that point. Right. Uh, and that feels like a very 80s comedy thing where it's like, the Dean is the bad guy and he's a villain. He has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. And it's just like, you know, and that's fine. That's that's if that's the type of movie that you're shooting for, which, you know, yep. I think this is. And like, you know, it's a matter of, I don't know if it's quite degree of difficulty, right? But it's like, the only question I ever ask when you, when you watch a movie is like, how well did this movie accomplish what it set out to do right like not every movie will compete with citizen kane or whatever but you know if you set out to make a fun uh you know comedy about football how well do you sort of land that and i think they do pretty well here honestly like uh, you know i I think last week we watched any given sunday and that movie had a lot harder time because it did not know what it set out to do (laughs) yeah yeah it 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 knew it wanted to be real and that was about as far that was about it that was about it Yeah. yeah so but I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I enjoyed watching. This was the one I was nervous about. I thought maybe this was going to be too stupid for you. And I feel like it was just stupid enough. <laughs> just stupid enough. That's the, that is yeah. exactly what I like to hear from a movie. I like a movie that's just stupid enough. Well, Dan, I'm, I'm glad we got to do that. Next time we're going to watch Varsity Blues. We're going to go back to high school. I don't know if I'm ready to go back to high school. <laughs> Luckily, only the actors have to. We get to sit in front of our laptops. Oh, well, that's great. That's much preferable. <laughs> But uh, we made it happen. And so thanks to our, our listeners for following along. And until next time, Dan. Keep watching this show about football <laughs> movies that I haven't seen. Seems unnecessary. Roughness? <laughs> <laughs>